The Clixie Podcast with Tim Flagg. Insight, opinion and advice from the leading practitioners in digital marketing and e-commerce. Location is the gateway to the Internet of Things. There, there's tremendous opportunities to figure out other ways to, to harness new types of information, figure out where that information should go, how it can benefit people, companies, industry, etc. This is the Click Z Digital Marketing Podcast, and I'm going to be talking to Brian Katzman. We'll be discussing how to market the Internet of Things and the power of smart location. I'm thrilled to be joined by Brian Katzman, the VP of Marketing for Tile. Tile is a tiny Bluetooth tracker that helps you track down and find your valuables, but the company's ambition is to give everything in the world the power of smart location. Brian led the creation of the Tile brand and oversees the marketing, communications and web teams. He's responsible for increasing brand awareness and delivering marketing strategies that drive sales. Tile brought in 43 million in revenue in 2015 and has been one of the most gifted consumer electronic devices for the past two consecutive years. So Brian, welcome to the Clixie Digital Marketing Podcast. Very delighted to be here, Tim. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, it's great to have you here. And I'm really looking forward to hearing some of the stories about Tile and about how your customers use it. But I wondered whether we could start off, first of all, by you telling us a little bit more about you. What's your story? How did you end up as the VP of Marketing at Tile? Yeah, um, it's been a it's been a fun it's been fun growth for me over my life, uh, and I sort of had a, have a varied career um, to get to where I am today. But I started out in the education sector. Um, started out working for a company called Kaplan, which is one of the largest uh, educational companies out here. Um, and so that back in the, uh, the 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 late '90s, they had a company called Score that worked with kids pre K through eighth grade, and uh, started out working with them for a couple of years, uh, managing some of their their educational centers. And uh, that's really, I think, where I started getting my uh, my start in marketing was through education, which is a large part of marketing, especially when you're building a brand new category like Tile is, um, and also just managing uh, managing uh, people, um, both part time and full time employees, a PNL, etc. So I got that really early on experience, um, and then I took a, a bit of diversion. Um, I, as you said, I'm a, I'm a lover of skiing and uh, and the outdoors all around, and so um, joined. Uh, the Deer Valley Ski Patrol um, for the 2002 Winter Olympics ended up spending a couple of years out there um, working uh, a wonderful, a wonderful career in, in skiing as a ski patroller, and then uh, then came back to technology and started working for Google back in 2003 and was really on the ground um, for the pay-per-click uh, revolution um, with the establishment of AdWords, um, working with their highest-paying uh, advertisers early on. Um, did that for for quite a while and then actually moved to. Uh, to India um, and led their efforts to build their customer service team specifically on the AdWords side um, over there and then came back to uh, to Google uh, back here in Mountain View doing M&A work, um, which was really interesting, um, which then led to uh, an MBA um, and that led to uh, the Internet of Things. Um, so I started uh, working specifically, I was working in energy, I did all my thesis research around energy um, and dynamic pricing tariffs uh, and Internet of Things back in the... Uh, the late 2000s, um, 2007, 2008, the thought was that energy and the home and the way that you actually limit um, people's energy use was really going to be enabled by the Internet of Things. And, uh, and so that sort of was my, my entry into where I am today. I started working for a consulting company um, called the Cunningham Collective, uh, which was founded by Andy Cunningham, who is, uh, was the original publicist for Steve Jobs back in the day um, when he launched the Mac and was with him for many, many years. And uh, that was my introduction to Tile. Fantastic. So how long have you been at Tile now? And, and what sort of attracted you to Tile in the first place? 
So I started working with Tile back in November of 2013, so just a few months after their crowdfunding campaign, and uh, you know was obviously brought in um, specifically through Cunningham Collective uh, to to do some specific projects with them, um, but was absolutely attracted to Tile because of two reasons. One is is the simplistic idea of Tile and the, such a clear value proposition. I mean, it's so much fun to be a marketer uh, for a product that has such widespread interest. People immediately get um, what you're tr- the problem that you're trying to solve, um, and that's just that's just a blast. Uh, and the second one is just the opportunity. Um, when you look at what the opportunity is, um, you know, Tile uh, is something that doesn't you don't just buy one; you buy multiple because there's so many different things that you want to keep track of. Uh, but two is, is <clears throat> the uh, the idea that there can be smart location in everything. Um, so many different things people don't want to lose. Um, and so you have this massive opportunity uh, from a platform perspective of being able to uh, be so widespread across so many different devices and be a, a household name. So from a marketer's perspective, uh, I felt like it was um, a giant opportunity. And I, I think you're absolutely right with the simplicity of your proposition. That is part of the beauty of Tile, and it just does one thing really well. You mentioned there also about um, some of your customers who have more than one Tile. Do you have any sort of stories of how many, what's the biggest number that you've, you've come across of uh, Tiles which one user has? We have uh, several users who have over 100 Tiles. And those are um, those are people that are really using it for enterprise-level purposes. So. Um, as an example, we have uh, teams that are using tiles to keep track of their um, their QA types of uh, their quality assurance devices. So, um, if you look at engineering departments in large tech companies, they have you know dozens, if not hundreds, of Samsung phones and, and iPhones that they need to test on, um, and they just uh, are throughout the office. So they've ended up putting tiles on each of those in order to use an in- as an inventory management system. Um, there's other companies that are doing similar things. Uh, within their their own their own businesses. That's interesting, but that somewhat surprises me that there's not a enterprise level solution already for warehouse stock management, inventory, that kind of control. But what you're saying is that maybe some smaller companies prefer to use your technology instead. Yeah, I mean there there are obviously different levels of uh, of enterprise management for those types of resources. Um, I you're hitting on exactly the is that ours is so simple um, that it's coming out of these homegrown solutions, right? So it's not going through procurement. It's such a cheap product um, that people are able to, to buy it uh, and then bring it in-house. And it's sort of growing organically from the ground up as opposed to being pushed top down. We, we've sort of jumped ahead a, a little bit there. Um, and, I, and I think the simplicity of Tile is definitely emerging as one of the key benefits that you guys have and it definitely simple for companies to be able to use um, when they need something that fulfills this role but could you just go back a little bit now and tell us a bit more about how tile has evolved since the time you've been there in terms of you know its story the has the proposition changed has the product evolved and, and what what have been the challenges is you've kind of seen it over the last couple of years it's been a it's been a really fun journey for those uh, for those people who don't know tile started as a crowdfunding based campaign um, back in uh, July of 2013, and it was extremely successful. Um, they raised two and a half million dollars and sold over 50,000 units over a 34-day crowdfunding campaign. And that was our route. Um, that's where we started, uh, and it was really founded on great digital marketing, um, in particular Facebook and, and Google AdWords advertising that just was able to um, create this really great uh, steady stream of sales. Um, and it was because the the actual marketing, the the video that the co-founders created was so good 
um, that they were able to get all these additional shares, which made which made it worthwhile to continue advertising. So it was a really great start to the company. You know, one of the immediate challenges uh, following that was this idea of uh, was the shipping uh, piece of it, right? So crowdfunding is this trust in the company that they're going to be able to ship. And, uh, and given their success, they weren't able to ship in the time frame that they expected. Um, and that's actually one of the original reasons that my firm got brought in was how do we help deal uh, with the fallout from that, um, from those, those negative responses towards uh, our delays in shipping. And so at the beginning, it sounds like you had some very uh, effective videos, which really brought the use cases to life. How did you then manage to use those and develop those? I know on your site now you've got lots of, of different videos. Has video been critical to the to the growth you've seen over the last couple of years? Marketing has evolved over time um, to do numerous things. One is is to make sure that we're constantly that we've, we've gotten much better at delivering on what is the actual value proposition to, you, to the user um, and making sure that they understand that clearly. Um, and two is is going well beyond just keys. Um, the original tile was made just for keys, and and that was that was clearly with you know, shown with the whole, um, but we went out of our way to really highlight all those different use cases so that, you know, if keys doesn't resonate with the consumer, um, their bike will or their purse or their luggage. There's so many great ways to use tile um, and being able to bring that that to them um, so that they, they're able to interpret that as well as like bringing forward um, the idea of loss, you know, so uh, as you know, People, people think about here and now and they don't think about the future. It's why after an earthquake, they all go out and buy earthquake insurance and then it fades from memory and a couple of years later, they don't, they don't have it anymore. I think that's quite a specific case for San Francisco, earthquake insurance. After, you, after I said that, I said, yeah, that probably doesn't resonate with a lot of people. But uh, I, I think that the point is still there, which is when people lose something, they immediately think, oh, I need to go out and buy this. But how can we pull forward that, that idea? How can we bring the, the pain of losing your wallet or the pain of losing your keys, bringing that forward to right at that moment so they're thinking, wow, how do I now go and prevent that from in the future? So that's one of the big ways that we've really evolved our marketing um, over the last couple of years is how do we bring forward that idea um, and then put it in the specific use case that resonates with that individual consumer? Uh, and then if they buy more than one, how do we showcase for them once they actually buy it for the one use case that they originally bought it for? How what are the other use cases that they would they would use their second, third, or fourth tile on um, to really round it out? And so how have you been able to elicit those video testimonials have you found that you've had people send in um, their examples their testimonials their stories or have you had to go out to your customer base and and ask them it's always one of those big challenges that marketers face about trying to get their customers to to talk yeah um we, we've this has been a concerted effort um from uh from very early on when i started working with tile it was one of the big things that i pushed for um and we've done it in many different ways you know early on we really had to be aggressive in getting them we, uh, we sent out emails telling people to, to tell us that we actually sent out a, uh, we set up an email address specifically called stories at the where we encourage people to do it. Whenever people actually receive um, a notification that there are things that have been found <clears throat> in the email, we actually have a link directly at the bottom that says, hey, if you have a great story, share it with us. So those are the couple of sort of proactive things that we do. On the flip side, customers are very excited to share that with us. So um, on social media, some of the more incredible stories you can you can imagine people are really excited to share with us. As an example, um, uh, a couple of weeks ago, there was a family that was over in Barcelona. Uh, they were on a train. The guy, the, the father thought, wow, this is the place that I could easily get pickpocketed. He immediately went to check his wallet and he was already pickpocketed. He, he was able to, he learned that, found it so fast, he was able to pull up the app 
and he was actually able to ring his tile in the same car uh, and he was able to walk down the car and see this guy frantically going through his backpack trying to figure out what was ringing in his backpack and the guy was able to get his wallet back right then and there uh, on the train. Wow, that's a great example. And, and you can see like it's so fantastic that he wanted to share that on social media. Um, and so that's how we hear a lot about a lot of those stories now. And then what we've done um, is we've taken some of those best stories and we've translated them into video. So they're on our, on our website. We have uh, a guy who um, had his bike stolen. It was a really fantastic story. We actually went out and created a professional great video. We had another guy who lost his camera equipment on a flight between Dubai uh, and the U.S. And it ended up, ended up being found in Zurich through the tile community and was able to get it back. So some of those more fantastic stories, we've actually invested the time and money uh, to bring those testimonials to life and to really create these professional great videos. Um, and that's been exciting. And then I think the, the last thing we've done is just trying to, from a content strategy, we've gone out with these user-generated co content contests. So we're actually one, running one right now where we're asking people to tell us their best wallet stories. And we're um, legitimately you know, offering great prize money to say, like, hey, tell us your great story. There's, there's, a, there's benefit for the amount of creativity that you put into it, the, 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 um, the story quality itself, you know, the production quality. And we're paying people for that um, to, to provide us that, that information. And we were able to, we've done that once before, and it provided some great videos that we're able to use. So are you then using your digital channels? You mentioned social media, but um, also sort of content amplification channels to push out these videos and these testimonial stories out to a wider, uh, a wider network. We are. Um, and we're still figuring out what that, what that formula is for us that works on a, on a repeatable basis. Um, but it is something that we've uh, been working with and we've, we've tried various different uh, channels um, like, uh, like content marketing like Outbrain or Taboola um, to try and push those stories out along with pushing it out on social media channels, um, bumping those up uh, via paid, uh, yeah, via, via payment. So those are the couple different things that we've been trying to do around it. Um, but then we usually we the largest leverage is on our is our is on our own channels. Um, as people are going through the the educational experience of Tile, we're able to leverage those testimonials. Are you tracking the social sentiment as well, which you're being able to pick up from your own followers, but also the sort of wider community of people who are who are getting excited about your product? Yeah, absolutely. We keep a, a good pulse on on the the customer sentiment on all of our social channels, and um, especially worldwide. You know, we launched recently in France and Germany. We're keeping a pulse on how does that sentiment uh, in each of those countries differ from from the U.S. and the U.K. Um, so we look at each of those individually. So thanks, Brian. That, that's great to hear. And then, what would you say are the key demographics for Tile? Who are your main customer segments? Have you actually discovered that there's different groups out there that maybe you wouldn't have realized you were um, going to be popular with? Yeah, great. Um, it's been a really fun journey around that over the over the couple of years, um, from from when we started our crowdfunding campaign to where we are now. Um, yeah, one of the the key demographics, I think, not surprisingly, is uh, the twenty five to fifty four year old um, age demographic, uh, typically having kids, um, busy uh, busy professionals, where time is a really a, a valuable resource. Those are sort of the the that's the key demo that we found where we can sell really well to where the value proposition resonates. Um, you know, one of the things that was really surprising to us is when we were a crowdfunding campaign, we thought, well, we must be appealing um, to a really young audience where, you know, a lot of early adopters are, are young people as well. 
and uh, and we were wrong there, um, and and we did some research to find out why. Uh, and you know that eighteen to twenty five demo um, where we thought we we might be very strong, it turns out we weren't. Uh, and th- it was really interesting to figure out why was that you know those the the people in that demo um, are are not super concerned about their time. You know, if you're a college student. Uh, one is, is like you may not even be willing to admit to yourself that you have a problem that you're that you're forgetful. Um, but two is is that you know if you if you have to spend an extra ten minutes looking for your keys, it's not that big of a deal. Your your time pressures uh, don't mean as much to you. You haven't placed a, a, a value uh, on your time just yet. Um, whereas like if you're a parent trying to get out the door for an an important meeting and your and your child's lost their water bottle again, that's a big deal, um, and you only have to deal with it you know, a dozen times where you think to yourself, wow, I can solve this problem for, you know, $20. I'm going to do that. Time and poor cash rich, right? Yeah, it's, it's a no brainer for any parent out there. I think, you know, you can agree with that. Oh, I can absolutely relate to that with two little ones as well. Yeah. So, so I, you know, that, that, that I think was, was one of the big surprises, but yeah, we, we've been primarily focused on that, that 25 to 54 year old demo, um, for, for those multiple use cases, like I said, so for the, those families that are trying to make sure that they resolve, um, those issues that they have around time uh, and, and anxiety and, and peace of mind and, and making sure that people's lives just get easier because um, there, there's really the emotional, there's, there's the, the, both the value of, of the time and then there's the emotional piece of it too. Um, we've heard from many people out there that it actually creates better relationships for them because now there's a lot less frustration uh, in relationships um, you know, between husbands and, and wives accusing each other of, of losing various things. And now it's like, hey, they can just find it. So that, that's been a, a big benefit. And once again, why we've continued to, to hone in on that, that one demographic. And have you got any unusual examples of how people have actually used the tile? I mean, you mentioned a, the, this the family there, which is a classic case. And there have been a number of times when I've kind of thought about putting a, a tile on my kids just to know where they are as they're going to go running off in a park or something like that. But have you come across people using them in, in sort of strange ways like that? Yeah, um, you know, I, I think two ways that it'll be fun to talk about really quickly: um, turtles and drones. Okay. Um, we'll start. With, we'll start with turtles. Uh, we obviously never thought of this in a million years, but uh, turtles obviously are, are reptiles. They need to get sun, um, and so a lot of people, what they do is they just take their 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 uh, turtles and they put them outside and they let them run around. Um, and then when it goes time to try and find them, guess what? Like they don't make much noise. Uh, they they blend in with the grass. Uh, and you can't call them. So uh, across those three things, it made it a lot of hard. It, it's, it's hard to find them. And so we've had many people say that they're putting tile on their turtles in order to be able to get them at the end of the day. Um, we were blown away. It was, it was brilliant, and, and, it's, and it's really fun, and we hear people constantly talking about it now, which, which is great. Um, you know, the, uh, who knew that the, the number of people who own turtles out there was so big? Uh, so that's one. And then the other one that was really exciting and surprising to us was drones. Um, you know, drones are, are things that, that there's a lot of drone enthusiasts out there who are flying them just for fun and they end up crashing a lot of them. And given how technologically impressive they are and how the distance that they can go, they, when they crash, they're largely out of sight. Um, and it's difficult to find and, um, typically they find them, but it's, it can be hours of their time to find their lost drones and given tiles, um, diameter of, uh, of the search range, you know, a hundred feet, that is really helpful to to people, and they said they've cut their time to finding their drones from you know hours to minutes. 
Um, and then it's been a, a, a really valuable peace of mind for them and huge, huge amount of time savings for them. And it's a great way of demonstrating a couple of your key product features. I mean, if you were to try and create a product demo about how tile is waterproof, then I imagine that would be pretty hard to, to put together. But actually someone being able to say, hey, look, I stuck one to my turtle and he went off across this lake or swamp or whatever. Great. And, and the same with the product feature for, your, for the um, distance and the drones. That's exactly right. And, and I think that's the fun part of, about being in the technology sector that we're at is that people are just taking the technology and then adapting it to their particular use case. And there's so many things that we hadn't thought about when we founded Tile or when Tile was founded that, uh, that we've been able to, to see and then we're going after that. Um, and that's why one of the reasons, you know, we're going to talk more about it, I'm sure later, but, you know, when we released our platform um, about a month ago, that's the kind of things that we're really excited about is, is how do we just put Tile right inside those products? that you don't want to that you don't want to lose so let's talk a little bit more about the community then because um you mentioned before the tile community and um obviously that's a key part of of what is now sort of growing if you were flying a drone for example and the drone crashed outside of the 100 foot um, radius if it was in 100 foot radius of another tile user then they'd be able to help out and sort of get it back to you i mean could you expand a little bit more on how the community works and, and what the plans are for that in the future yeah, absolutely. So the community is, is one of the strongest pieces of, of Tile and, and our value proposition. It's what creates um, an added peace of mind for our users and, and the reliability that we offer. The way it works is that um, the Tile community is all connected. And so every Tile out there um, can is saying that it's, that it's here in a particular location and every app out there can hear every Tile. Um, and, and what that means is that if there's a user walking by a Tile that's not their own, that Tile app will will hear that, that that tile is there and will report up to the cloud anonymously and securely and say like, hey, I saw this tile at this location, <clears throat> and that location is automatically beamed back down to the the original owner of that tile once again anonymously securely, <clears throat> so that the entire network is operating as one giant um, one giant uh, network uh, to help everybody make sure they're always keeping uh, making sure they're always aware of the location of their things. So in the case of the drone. Um, there's two ways that that it works. One is is if somebody loses their drone, they can just start walking down a street or a, through a field, um, and they have their app running, and they'll be able to when they get in range of, of 100 feet, you know, they'll be able to connect to it. They know that they're close to it. They can ring it um, and be able to, to you know to hone in on it. You know, that's one way. If it gets really lost and they're not actually able to find it, and you know, they search for a while, um, you're exactly right. If it's in some type of area and there's multiple tile users out there. They can all walk through a field, and essentially any one of those tile apps, uh, if it connects to the to the drone, um, it will send that location up and beam it back to the user. So we're going to take a quick break there, and then after the break, we're going to come back and find out a little bit more about what you think the future holds. Hi there, it's Tim here, and I've got a favour to ask. If you're enjoying listening to the Clixie podcast today, could you please leave us a quick review? Just navigate to the review tab in iTunes or Stitcher and either share some stars or leave a comment. Not only would I be really, really grateful, but this also helps other people to discover the podcast. Thanks so much in advance. Now, back to the podcast. I first heard of you guys in 2013 when I think Wired called you a revolutionary gizmo. Um, how have you managed to stay as one of the market leaders in this space since then? And what are the, the challenges that you're facing as you're trying to keep up with consumer adoption of technology? Yeah, um, I think it comes down to, to three big factors. Um, one is awareness, second reliability, and, and third distribution. Um, you know, awareness from the very beginning 
we've been very successful at driving awareness for the category. You know, the category that we're in, the smart location, <clears throat> is, is something that we've been leading the way in from the very beginning, um, being the most successful uh, crowdfunding campaign ever in history, actually, with the number of units sold, um, but uh, really being the leader in, in, our specific, in our specific industry. Um, and we've been very smart about investing a lot of dollars, um, but investing it wisely uh, through both digital media, uh, PR efforts, um, social media, et cetera, <clears throat> to, to drive that widespread awareness. Um, and then, of course, uh, once we drive that widespread awareness, that drives product adoption. Um, but then you have to have a great product. And so I think that's the second piece that we've been really good at is reliability. Uh, and, and at the end of the day, we're an insurance product. People buy Tile to have the peace of mind that they know that when they need to find something, they're going to be able to do it with Tile. And, uh, and consistently, um, across every different channel we're in, we are the highest rated. Um, people are really satisfied with the product. We're delivering on the brand promise. Um, and that's been a second piece. And then what that means is you know, the, being able to get into distribution. So our strong direct, uh, direct sales that strong reliability and, and product satisfaction uh, means that the number of people, the number of <clears throat> companies that want to retail and distribute our product has been, you know, mind blowing. Um, you know, we're in virtually uh, in, in virtually every single retailer that you could think of uh, across the U.S. that that is a you know a giant seller of consumer electronics. Um, same thing with the U.K. I'm sure you've seen it. You know, at um, at Curry's and. Um, John Lewis and Argo. So you have some really great uh, retailers across the UK as well um, that are all distributing it. And so when you look at those three things, that's really what's propelled us <clears throat> to the market leader uh, position that we're in. Um, and then you know it, it's a it's a self um, self fulfilling prophecy. You know now we have this great distribution that just increases awareness that much more. Um, and so you you see all the channels really start to benefit and play off each other. Uh, and I think that's propelled us to the position we're in. Can you give us a bit of a, a sense of the scale of the number of tiles which are out there or the, the size of the growth over the last couple of years? Yeah. So, um, well, we sold 50,000, you know, tiles in our first 34 days. You know, that was sort of the start, um, you know, fast forward today where we've sold over 6 million now worldwide <clears throat> to give you that sense of scale. Um, and we're in over 200 countries and territories around the world. Um, you know, the other stat that we talk about is, is that uh, is that our network is, is finding, you know, 500,000 things, you know, half a million things every day uh, the network is able to locate for our, for our consumers. So you were able to capture anonymously all of those um, sort of pings when people are looking for their, their objects and sort of be able to then see how people are using it worldwide. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the location, um, the location updates are all, you know, all uh, captured through the the servers and the and the cloud, and um, you know we just look at all those updates that are being constantly taken in and and understanding how many things are we actually locating every day for the for the community, and that's that number that that half a million. So I just wanted to kind of move things on to personal data very very quickly as well, because personal data is definitely one of the big areas of growth for technology at the moment. It's very valuable um, for advertisers to be able to personalize and target their ads. Do you think that the consumers are ready to start making some of their personal data available for, for advertising? Is this where the Internet of Things is going next, do you think? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. Um, you know, and here we are sitting on the day after uh, the Yahoo release about, you know, all the, the hacks uh, of all the email addresses. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, I think there's a it, it's very reasonable that the consumers are concerned about, you know, privacy and the Internet of Things. 
um, and, and that the information, the, per, the personal information that, that's going on there. Um, so I, I think you know the industry has a long way to go to win the, the trust of the consumer, um, for sure. <clears throat> and I think consumers, I think that's been or, or is one of the barriers to adoption of the Internet of Things uh, is, is thinking about that privacy and thinking about data ownership. And that's a, a big thing that the industry is talking about. You know, at, at, to, to bring it up um, a level or the way I think about it is, is, you know, what is that data good for and what's the value um, to the industry as a whole and to consumers? And, and where do those those uh, those circles intersect? Um, and I think, you know, a lot of marketers immediately go to, hey, how do we <clears throat> provide this data in, in a way that's, you know, be good for advertising? Um, and that, you know, makes a lot of sense. It's an easy way to, to do behavioral segmentation based off of that. Uh, but I think there's uh, there's other ways as well. Um, if you look at it uh, in ways that can improve society <clears throat> as a global whole, you look at companies like um, you know 23andMe and, and Microbiome, Ubiome, um, <clears throat> that are bringing uh, information to uh, to healthcare as an example. So imagine you know a combination of that information, um, Apple Home Health Kit, uh, a fitness tracker. That information can be taken in aggregate, so not at an, not at an individual level, but an aggregate level, that can be taken back, um, be really researched well. And I think that, that, that information coming you know, directly from wearables and other, <clears throat> other information sources can provide some really good uh, information to, to scientists um, that can start to derive some interesting information, you know, how many steps a day, um, plus you know, what is their, their heart rate at. Um, can say like these people are at risk for something or they're uh, if you do this much You're gonna have a much better chance at at not getting sick what have you So I think that's one way that the wearable in information can do a lot of good for society um, You know another way is really providing information back to um, product manufacturers uh, and thinking about How do we close the loop around the product cycle and wearables have a lot of information about how people move throughout their day? What are the different products they intersect with? Uh, and I think that information can go back to product manufacturers that make just a better product for the consumer. So I think there's a lot of ways that information can be used uh, to improve um, the consumer's life, but that doesn't necessarily feel um, like they're selling information directly for the benefit of advertisers. Yeah, I think that's the point, isn't it? That they have to be able to trust the brand which they're allowing their personal data to be collected by and know that they're going to be keeping it safe. So you were talking before about being crowdfunded and, and we talked about the community as well. There's a lot of um, love for the Tile brand out there and there's a lot of very engaged people who are um, make up your customers. Um, are you looking at extending out to your platform now and, and allowing your tech to be used by maybe other developers? Um, and are you working collaboratively to sort of build an ecosystem maybe? Yes. Uh very excited about this opportunity, and we launched um, just a month ago uh, our Tile Smart Location platform, and that is a platform that enables companies to embed Tile Smart Location technology directly into their product. So now you can take your product that already has Bluetooth in it, or you can put a Bluetooth chip in it, and what that means is now you can immediately insert our Smart Location technology, which allows their consumers, you know, their end customer. To, to utilize Tile um, in the exact same way that Tiles exist today. So they'll be able to see their product on a map, they'll be able to ring it, they'll be able to be found by the community. So all of the, the, the core features, the fact that they are be able, will be able to retrace their steps, see the last place they had it, know where to start looking, you know, those types of, uh, th those core value propositions to, to the consumer, they can immediately start offering to, to their customer. 
um, you know, we launched, uh, like I said, about a month ago, um, and I can give you a few examples. Um, there's a company called EcoRico, which meets, makes an electric scooter. Uh, and what they've done is they're embedding tile right in the, in the scooter. And what that means is that they've created the, not only the first findable scooter, um, but it also is an anti-theft device. Um, it's, it runs on a separate battery. There's no way to deactivate it. So if it gets stolen, you know, forever, that, that device, in order for it to continue working, the, the tile is always going to be working inside and, and pinging out that it has a location, which means it can be found. So that's a, a really great um, introduction and a cool use case for tile. Another example is um, the Nomad Power Pack, and Nomad makes products that specifically are made for people who are on the go. Um, and the Power Pack is exactly what it sounds like. It's specifically designed uh, to be able to power your your phone um, or other devices. Uh, and it's a small, you know, it's small. People need to always have it. And uh, by embedding tile right inside, same thing. Now they won't be able to lose it. Um, so those are just a couple of the examples that, that we launched with uh, a month ago. Um, but we're, we're, to your point, this is really exciting, right? So a developer can come to us and say, we want to put tile inside of our, of our product um, and we're able to do that. So it's more than just literally taking the physical tile and, and sort of sticking it inside the scooter. You're actually working with the technology developers and the product um, designers to actually integrate both the software and the hardware into whatever that, that part of the product is. Yeah, I mean, it, it is essentially going directly to um, product companies uh, like, like I said, like Nomad or, um, or, or EcoRico and them saying, hey, we want to put tile inside. How do we do it? And it's essentially taking just a software stack uh, and being able to put that software stack inside the, the firmware um, of their, of their uh, product. Um, and then we take care of the rest in the cloud and in the app. It's a really a simple, uh, a simple, painless process for developers to do two things. One is, is to obviously Im immediately offer that consumer value proposition to their customers that they can use Tile. Um, and two is that we already have this, the world's largest lost and found network out there. And so the fact that they can now go to their customers and say, hey, it's not like you're just a part of the Nomad network or part of the EcoRico network. You're a part of the Tile network, which is the world's largest. And so anybody in that network can help you find your things. And it comes back to that point you were talking about before about the community and how engaged they are. Um, what happens, though, when the tiles come to the end of their battery life? Because I think, is it typically about a year that the, the tile lasts for? Um, does the community just kind of forget about it or do, you, do they have to go out and buy new tiles? How's that going to work? So first of all, like we started with this program, it's called Retile. And the whole point of this was to create um, the greatest reliability for our customers while at the same time providing the best user experience. Um, and the, the way Tile is created, um, it, is, it is sealed shut, um, as, as you mentioned. So it's, a, it's sealed so that it does a couple different things for the user. One is, is it makes sure it's waterproof um, up to IP5 standards. Uh, two is it makes sure that, the, that pets, the children, um, the thieves can't get to the battery to deactivate it. Um, not only that, but you know the batteries that are out there, as you know, are, are, are poisonous. Um, so, uh, and, and just three is just better reliability overall for the customer. Um, it also meant, forced us to really think about battery life and making sure that um, we optimize for that. And I think that's one of the best things that our, our company has been able to do is make sure that this thing lasts for at least a year. Um, if you think about, uh, if you think about tile and the number of tiles we see eventually people using, you know, if people were having to exchange and change out these batteries every month or every, even every three to six months, that's just a lot of headache for people. Um, and we really believe that people don't want to deal with that. Um, you know, they're small batteries having to change it out. If it doesn't work when, when it needs to work, that's a problem. So that was sort of the, the background of why we did it. And we introduced what's called the retail program. Um, and the retail program is 
designed to make life simpler for our customers. They uh, very simple. They get notified at the end of the year when their battery is running out. Um, we let them know that they're able to to, to retile. And what that means is they get to choose uh, what type of tiles they want to what type of tiles they want to exchange them for. Um, and we actually allow them to upgrade um, at a discounted price. So people today. Uh, they can get their original tiles and replace them at, at a 50% discount. Um, if they want to upgrade uh, and get the new tile slim, which we just introdu introduced, um, they can get that at a 30% discount. So they're able to, to buy those and, and get them um, at a discount. And then what we do if we send them a, a prepaid self-addressed envelope uh, so that they can take their old tiles, um, put them into that envelope, and then we recycle 99.9% .9 of those those old tiles. Okay, got it. So yeah, there's a there's a great way to, for you to be able to sustain the um, existence of tiles out there in the community. And I and imagine once customers have you, then it becomes part of their routine. So they'd want to uh, retain tiles in the future. But I wanted to now sort of think about whether maybe you have the ambition at Tile to become almost like a building block for the Internet of Things. I mean, I can imagine now all of these tiles sort of across the world, um, they're just pinging where they are at the moment. But do you see the future being about being able to link those up and be able to report more than just uh, location, maybe things like, I don't know, temperature, velocity, um, so that you're actually able to build up a richer picture. Is, is that something that you're looking at? The short answer is yes, we're, we're looking at a lot of different things. Um, you know, Tile, if you look at, at our technology, we have the ability to, to take any information and beam it to a, to a worldwide network. Um, and I think that's, that's what we've created. And we've started with location. And we started there because it's such a, a consumer, such a strong consumer value proposition. People understand it um, at such a such a core level. Um, you know, you can you can imagine a day, as you say, where there's tiles um, spread out among different infrastructure, where uh, they are sending back uh, temperature information, or um, you know, maybe it's reporting uh, various types of infrastructure uh, information. So, so the, absolutely, that's something that's possible, and we're constantly evaluating. You know, what are the market, what are the market opportunities there? Um, but you know, to answer your bigger question, you know, are we interested in becoming a, a key building block in the Internet of Things? Absolutely. Um, you know, we strongly believe that you know the location is, is the gateway to the Internet of Things. It's it's the it's a value proposition that's so strong and so well understood um, because it's easy for people to understand. Uh, and quite frankly, I think it's one of the reasons we've been so successful is because we got super narrow um, and we were addressing a pain point that was real um, and that people strongly feel every day. Uh, and then we think, you know, taking that location and starting to expand it, uh, the amount of information that we can send is, is for sure, uh, there, there's tremendous opportunities to, to figure out other ways to, to harness new types of information, figure out where that information should go, how it can benefit people, companies, industry, et cetera. Yeah, I think you guys are ideally placed with the, the brand awareness you've got, the community, the technology, all the research you've done there. So I'll be really interested to see what happens next and what, what's coming in the future. Are there particular technological developments, um, maybe outside of what you're, you, you're doing yourself, which you think could have an impact on the growth of Tile and the Internet of Things in the next couple of years? Yeah, um, there's a, there's a few that we're following. You know, one of them, uh, an obvious one, is Bluetooth five. So the, the next stage of Bluetooth is really exciting. Um, you know, the 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 spec is is out there, um, or they've introduced the the idea of Bluetooth five, and there would be much bigger range, which has obviously like great implications for the consumer and obviously for the network. Um, and so we're we're following that and figuring out how do we 
start to uh, to think about that. What does that mean for our technology? What does that mean we could do differently? Um, another one is, is battery. Um, you know, we are we are a smart location company. We're not a battery company, um, and that's a batteries are, are a big deal. Obviously, like when you think about you know the infrastructure that's out there. You know, you think about te- what Tesla is doing with you know the the battery technology at a home level and a car level, but then there's the micro level, you know, where we are, where, where we are at, um, you know, we would love to be able to get to a level of, Hey, can we, you know, get tile into, into glasses? Can we get tile into, into jewelry? You know, those are things that, you know, would be ideal. Um, and we get asked that all the time. Uh, and batteries are a big deal, um, to, to be able to, to shrink it down to that level, you know, to get, uh, a tile into, you know, an engagement ring as an example, uh, you know, think about what that battery has to look like and what level it has to be at. Um, so we, we obviously follow battery life uh, very closely. Um, and then I think another point, I know you've talked about this in previous podcasts, is machine learning. Uh, and, you know, what can machine learning do in the future with the amount of data that we're able to, to harness? You know, what are the different types of consumer value propositions we can offer to them? Uh, that's going to be enabled by, you know, the improvements in machine learning and and data. So just to wrap things up a little bit then, could you tell us about any other exciting developments that um, we should be aware of coming from Tile or how can we find out more about what Tile is going to be doing in the future? Yeah, um, you know, the the first thing that I already hit on is, is our is our platform, the Tile Smart Location platform that we just introduced. And and that's really exciting. And you're going to see a lot more uh, coming out of that, uh, especially when the new products get introduced. So Nomad, uh, is going to be launching their product here shortly um, and start actually shipping it. Um, and I know EcoRico and, and Zillion Wallace uh, are, are there as well. Um, so we're really excited to see that um, that come to life and see that actually out in the market. So I think that's one of the things that's really exciting to us and, and being able to start talking about some of the other partnerships as well uh, that we have coming out through that that platform. Um, and the other one is uh, is our is TileMate, um, and we just uh, you know by the time this uh, podcast airs, we will have introduced TileMate. Um, and that's the the next generation um, of our Tile Original, and you know Tile Original is the world's best selling Bluetooth tracker, um, and Tile Mate is a, is the re- replacement for that. So um, it's it's significantly smaller; it's twenty five percent smaller. Um, it has the the same built in keyhole that makes it really easy uh, to attach onto things, and it's the perfect complement to Tile Slim. So you have this uh, this really great family of products now that really address uh, the most important consumer needs. So when you think about a consumer walking out the door. The first thing they check for is do they have their phone, keys, and wallet. Um, and now Tile can protect all of those. You know, their their Tile Mate is perfect for your keys. Um, Tile Slim is perfect for your wallet. Uh, and then both of them can ring your phone even when it's on silent. So we're able to sort of hit that trifecta of being able to to make sure that our consumers covered, and they're they're both brand new products. So that's I think really exciting um, for the market. We're excited that it's going to be out there for the holiday. Uh, and such as you mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, you know, we are one of the most gifted products. Uh, across, you know, across consumer electronics um, for for holiday and in general. So we're really excited about that opportunity and and being able to give our consumers um, some great products uh, in time for the holiday season. Well, we look forward to seeing all of the the new products which are coming out and um, seeing how you continue to grow and retain your your brand presence as being one of the leaders in this very exciting new area of the Internet of Things. Brian, it's been fantastic to talk to you this afternoon. Thank you so much for all of the insights into what Tyler have been doing and and best of luck with everything in the future. Tim, thanks so much for having us. And and if people want to learn more, they can certainly visit us on our website at thetileapp.com. They can uh, follow us uh, on Twitter um, at the Tile App or or follow our CEO um, at Mike G. Farley. 
which is uh, you know really talking about our our newest uh, our platform and, and all the different exciting developments we got going on. Great, I know people will be really keen to to link up there and and follow all those developments in the future. So thanks very much for sharing those. Thank you, Brian. Hey, thanks so much, Tim. I appreciate it. Find more episodes at clickzcom forward slash podcasts or follow me on Twitter at Tim for Change. We'll be talking to more of our experts over the next few weeks. Until then, keep up to date with ClickZ and don't forget to review us on iTunes and Stitcher. ClickZ, the original digital business intelligence company founded in 1997, providing best practice advice, trends and insight from leading analysts and practitioners to a global community of more than 300,000 digital marketing and e-commerce professionals. Thank you for listening and bye for now.